Uh, just so uh, if we say, I, I didn't catch that. You broke up. <laughs> Thing is, it probably recorded all right, but he was like, "Wait, hi, say." <laughs> I'm going to start walking around with and just stand in the mat. Oh, shit. In the street. Obviously, not very well. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Dance Party 247 podcast. you got myself, DJ MV, DJ T, and we've got the very frequent guest, Mr. Sam Saint, with us this evening. Um, Sam, do you want to explain a little bit about what we're going to talk about to start with, um, as it was your idea? Uh, yeah, so we're just going to be going through different types of DJs, um, what each DJ does. Does it mean that they can just be that one type or can they alternate, can they venture into into the other sides um, and the aspects that come with their their jobs as, as that particular type of DJ? So do you want to, do you want to kick us off then with um, a type of DJ? Where do you want to, where would you like to start? I think... I, I know. I, I think know. We should, I, I know one. Go on, say I think it. we should start at the bottom, you know, the bottom of the barrel um, and work our way to the top of the barrel. So the, the bottom of the lowest of the low uh, sick and hungover DJs, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to explain? Well, you, I, I think you might have first-hand experience of that one. Go on, T, repeat it, because it, it's, it's worth a giggle. No, no, you. But you were saying, I'm, I, oh, bit, I was saying, yes. So bit. for the people who are not watching this and they're only listening to it on Spotify, um, we are both referring to Sam Saint in this situation where he has first-hand experience, very recent, um, of being worse for wear and having to do a set for charity the next day. So, would you like to explain your adventures of the last forty-eight hours, Mister Saint? <laughs> um, well I think the most important thing about this situation or any situation where the DJ is is slightly worse where is they've made a commitment and they've turned up for their set on time they've played to the best of their ability and overall they've contributed to the calls um, and regardless of whether you're hungover or not you should be doing that as a DJ so what one would say is if you can do it, if you can do it, I'm over feeling really bad and rough and whatnot. Then you can do it when you're you're sober. And uh, this is coming from from Sam Saint, who had his head <laughs> resting on his hands before we she pressed record like a minute ago. Do, do you know what? See, he said that like a true politician, didn't he? He yeah. didn't well, actually inc- incriminate himself in the slightest. That was done like a true politician, mate. No, we won't go in any to any uh, any sick details at all. I've told you to stop doing that. I've told you to stop doing that. I've had three bowls of pasta for dinner, and now I'm feeling sick again. Oh god! <laughs> all right, well, it out. all right. So. Um, Okay, how, how many how many types of DJs can we all think of that we, we or, or classifications in job roles that they would, that they would do? Right. Do you want me to start? Go on then. Anyone can go. We'll off. go through one at a time. Yeah, um, kitchen DJ, <laughs> bedroom DJ, same thing. All right, I'll start, I'll start the other end of the uh, 
the scale international um, uh, touring DJ. Resident DJ, wedding DJ. Oh, he's gone for two. Oh, oh you took two there. All right, I will, I will up him on that, and I will, I will say. Um, so you got when you say resident DJ Sam, do you mean a bar or do you mean a club? Because they're they're very different. Uh, you said I had two. I've now got three: wedding DJ, resident bar DJ, and a resident club DJ. There you go. All right, okay, so. I've got um I've got one uh, a kids party DJ karaoke yeah um yeah. you've got um excuse me I thought I'm getting hints and that from the wife behind oh, oh, come on well, if you should play a game you keep going around and if we don't uh, answer you get a forfeit or something <laughs> you can't be doing that I'll go I'll go another one then a video jock oh do they really exist anymore oh yeah I mean, I know that term for. I can't remember the last time. They used to be called uh, VDJs, wouldn't they? Yeah. I, I always thought it was a transmittable disease, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think they even perform anymore. To be fair, <laughs> what world do you? What bubble do you live in? There's a whole world outside of where you are right now. Yeah, but I. I okay, all right. When was the last time you saw a karaoke DJ in, in the same same stroke? You probably won't because you don't work, go or circulate in those circles. But you know they exist, and you know they're out there. Yeah, I wouldn't really call karaoke DJ DJ. Oh, it is. You have, you have a complete. Well, we'll get into this, won't we? That's the whole point. You have a completely different job and role to do if you're a club DJ compared to a karaoke DJ right, or a got, bar DJ. Okay, so you got a radio DJ. Go, on, Mr. Saint. Come on. I thought I thought we'd just go around when we had something. If, if oh, 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 just, something, just, I'll just, chip in. I'll just chip in. All right, so you got, you got. Um, I would go event DJ. Uh, I will. I'm going to drop this one in a funeral DJ because we do know someone who DJed at a funeral. Anymore? <laughs> Corporate DJ. Um. Yeah, I suppose that's that's separate, isn't it? Because that's again, that's a whole different line of um, an estimation, isn't it? Who was you pointing to when you said funeral DJ? Me. Sorry, T DJ. It looked like you pointed at me, and I was like, well, oh. I, I don't remember it. Something over again. You did it last night, mate. You just told us. We just don't remember. <laughs> um, I, I mean, you've, also, you've also got like the intermediate DJs, didn't you? Which, um. We'll do. Come on, right. there's there's one. Come on, there's the most most obvious one. You've got like your, your party DJ, your birthday party mobile, mobile DJ, typically mobile, which will cover a lot of what we're talking about, haven't it? Yeah. yeah. Come on, the most obvious one. And I'm going to give you three seconds, two seconds, Festival one second. No. Streaming DJ. Absolutely. I've already said radio DJ. Streaming DJ is not a radio DJ. We don't. Yeah. We're not across the radio, are we? But this, this, this is where it gets a bit ridiculous. It, it is head. because it's called internet radio. Yeah, but okay. Do you do you sit there and present? Do you present like they do on Radio One? Because they're presenters, not do. not jockeys. But, no, 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 yeah, but they're, they're they're not DJs. They're radio presenters, like you say. Yes, yeah, so again, there's a fine. Or they call, or they call themselves. I'll, I'll I'll correct this actually because I heard this from Roman, Roman Kemp, the capital. Uh, no, capital. 
Capital yeah, Capital right? DJ, yeah. They, they call them they call themselves radio DJs, is what they call themselves. Yeah, so it, what's, what's Pete Tong then? What's Pete Tong? Pete Tong's a pro, isn't he? He's, he's, well, a, he, he's a DJ. He's a DJ that does does radio. Yeah, but he's a DJ in. Um, I, I've, I've got some more festivals I've, first. I've got some more. Sam, we picked the wrong person to do this with. And and this this is a contention contentional one, a controversial. I should say. We got Ter- Kirsty just said in the background turntablist. That's another. Yeah, because that's a whole different yeah. art as well. Turntablist yeah. is not like a club yeah. DJ. It's totally different. Yeah. The um, podcast DJ. All right, okay, I know where you're going with that because it's something we spoke about before. A video, a video stream in America is called a podcast. Or just a mixtape. Yeah. <laughs> Good old mixtape. It depends what part of the world you're in, isn't it? But we we would we wouldn't say when we do our shows, like we no. we've, we've we've been running all day today, and not once has anyone gone, Oh, that's a podcast, DJ. No, I mean obviously just don't, <laughs> don't say it, do you? Some of them some of them are more descriptive of something you will do. Um like a kitchen DJ will be could be a streaming DJ as well and be a podcast DJ. Yeah, or, no, 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 no. Let's not confuse kitchen DJs. No, okay. We've we, we, we streaming we, DJs because that puts what, us in the kitchen DJ what, category as well as club DJs and bar wait, DJs. What I'm so, okay, well, not what I'm saying is is that they are there's guidelines, there's um what do you call it, boundaries that you would say you would put upon a certain type of DJ in in your mind. That would do. So a club would a club DJ stream. Yeah, would a club DJ stream yeah, from, they their li- from their living room or their kitchen. So the kitchen DJ as yeah. well as a podcast well, DJ as it, well as, it, you know. No, but it depends how you look at it. So what what's, kitchen, what, what okay, is the highest a, level that they a kitchen DJ, DJ and a kitchen DJ and a stroke bedroom DJ is someone who does not play in clubs and does not play in bars. Yeah, and we've talked about this many times in the podcast before, which is actually technically a derogative term for them. Because what you're doing is saying if you're a kitchen DJ, if you're you're a home DJ or yeah, a bedroom the, the old school one's a bedroom DJ, isn't it? Yeah. Then that's not said said with the utmost positivity in reality, is it? No, it's not, but you've got to start somewhere. But yeah, my no, we, we, all, we all are, but it's said by many DJs that have moved on through that, and many DJs are still bedroom DJs, they still practice, they don't get their own studios or whatever. So the bottom line is, is that, you know, um, we've all had to come through that. And a lot of DJs say, well, I'm, I am far removed from that. I'm a professional DJ. I'm no bedroom DJ, which is. But I mean, I mean I would, until I had my studio done, I was DJing in my front room because that's the only space I had. Well, there's, there's, there's a lot of terms and some of it's determined by the job you do. The medium you're playing through. Um, the audience you're playing to, as well as all these things that will define define you. One another one you could put, and and we've all heard of this phrase: a pro DJ, which would cover near enough everyone that gets paid. A, a pro DJ is. I don't think that's the right term for it. I think professional DJ is a better term. Okay, so same same thing. Because I think DJ. If you play, if you play in bars and clubs, and you don't even have to get paid, you still. A, a decent, a good enough, high enough standard to to be in there. Because we, we we know for a fact a lot of gigs now are unpaid. We know that. Yeah. Okay. Then, so when, when you say someone's a professional DJ, you say I'm a professional DJ. Are you? Do people base it off ability? 
um, you know, a professional footballer is a professional footballer because that's the level they're at? Or do we do we base it off the fact whether they're getting paid? Well, okay, you can you can you can see a a non-paid league footballer show better skills than somebody in the Premiership. They just haven't been so scouted and picked uh, up. So how, how do you differentiate if, between if, those if, that if, are pro level and pro and not if, pro level? If you are looking, if you're looking at a an absolute definition, the professional means you you're just being paid for your services. Mm. That doesn't relate to your inherent ability. ability. Um, yeah. if, if you're a pro DJ, you'd be you get lots of or a regular amount of gigs because you're good at what you do. And if you weren't good at what you do, then... I just want to add something. Sam, do you remember when... I won't name the venue. We went to a certain venue on a certain night and there was a DJ playing. He would be classed as a professional DJ because he was getting paid. Hmm. How bad How bad was he? Do you remember me, you and Kirst went up there? Yeah. 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 How bad was that DJ? And it was no... That, that actually really wound me up. Yeah, I mean, to be, to, to be fair, Wongi has been standard. playing. Wongi has been playing twenty five years. To be fair, yeah, but he's still not a He said, "Where was he tonight?" I don't know. <laughs> okay, all joking aside, that yes, the you as a as a somebody who has a some knowledge or appreciation. Sorry, of, can I just interrupt? We just. Um, received a donation of a hundred pound from uh, Colette Flores. Okay, no idea who she is, but she's just donated a hundred quid. Well, thank you, nice. Colette. Thank you. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, what can you say? Um, we well, can oh, say that she donated a <laughs> hundred quid because that's what she did. <laughs> right, Quite literally. Um, yeah, I was. Um, I was going to say that. Um, the um, ability to to DJ professionally um, would be as, as would be given as an, an a badge of honour, for example. So if, if we saw somebody um, in a club, then we have a, an expectation of how good they would be. You know, be professional as and turn up on time, do the job correctly, you know, dress appropriately, or all that kind of stuff. Um, but also, but also, but, but also, obviously, that they're, they're their ability to do their job cleanly, I would say, you know, in, in a but, professional manner yeah, and, 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 work, and work a floor. But a, a punter may look at it from a different point of view. Is like he plays all the bangers and they don't hear all the bad mix and everything in between. So it literally, a lot of this is, is subjectional, isn't it? It's to your own. Yeah, but, yeah, but that, 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 that's my concern by the label that people put on pro DJ, professional DJ. Actually, the number of people that are actually professional DJs increases vastly because as long as people can do this they're a pro dj so then realistically out of that pool of professional djs that you've now got how many are professional there's one thing i want to add to that sam we we had done a podcast a little while ago about sync take that element away how many of them would be good enough to be a pro dj if you if you said that is a massive thing, isn't it? Yeah. We would use different terminology, or I would use different terminology than than the um the layman. But it's like any 
any sector, if you're involved in, in something, you get to know the kind of terminology and, and the speak to cut through what you're trying to, to portray more, more precisely. So I would class a bar DJ and a resident DJ as a working DJ because they're working. I would, I would leave the pro status in terms of their skill level because they're all obviously all getting money anyway. So I would leave that accolade is like, that was a professional performance tonight. You know what I mean? Which you would say is a compliment rather than, well, yeah, I got paid, mate. Be the honest, you put it as, as a compliment in, in that respect. So I'd, I would say all D, just working DJs and, and, and pro, not professional, but as you, as you um, elongated it, but pro is a professional approach to, yeah, that but was, then that's really, really good. Yeah, but you say that, like, like, like I said, when me and Sam went to that venue, it, it, was, it was embarrassing. That, he was getting paid, but he wasn't professional then, was he? Yeah, but you would you would say that he's a, he's a professional DJ because he's getting paid for his services. Yeah, but it's... it's, not, it's not only it's, that, but he he was fairly well-known as well. You know, it's not yeah. like... He was well-known in, in, in the venue where we were a complete unknown person that you know turned up and got paid. This was someone that was actually fairly well known, and that actually makes it worse, in my opinion, as to how bad that that particular DJ and that particular night at that particular venue was. Yeah, you know, and I, I guarantee that DJ was using every bit of digital performance enhancement to do what he done, and he still didn't do it very well. No. And he was getting paid. Or maybe, or maybe he was he getting paid that. a lot of money, a lot of money for that for that hour and a half that he done. It's basically what you said. He got paid too much because he was not really good. He, <laughs> he, he wasn't paid, paid his far, worth. He got paid far too much. Anyway, I, I still, even if he hadn't have been as bad as he was, I would argue that it was still a little bit excessive. But fair play to him because he's, he's he's making money. You can't argue. You can't argue the fact he's making money. He's he he's played in some big places and some big stations over the years. Um, we all know that. Okay. Well, well, we'll go back to Sam's first, first point of like being, can one DJ who's classed as one type of DJ be multifaceted across different um, aspects of DJing. So let's, let's go through a few of the ones we mentioned before. So obviously I would say the, the two that, that are fairly similar. Okay. There's different aspects, but are, one would lead on to the other quite quite easily be a bar and a club DJ. Yeah, but then you would say a mobile DJ and a wedding DJ can go. Would oh no, well no, you can because you do oh. get mobile DJs who do weddings. Okay, so right, okay, so I'll I'll give you a, a typical bar. You rock up, you set your kit up. I assume you you mobile. Um, you'd be booked to do a do a party if a fortieth or a wedding anniversary, what have you. You play your music. You've asked for an advance of a playlist or no playlist, and then you get paid. You go home. You break your kit down. Go to a wedding. Chances are you've already been in, to the venue in advance. You've seen the clients physically at the venue. Maybe not through current times, but it might be a virtual meeting. You've gone through an extensive list of play and no play. You've had to educate your <clears throat> bride. That typically, that is that's a great song, but it's a breakup song. Are you really wanting that in your your wedding? If you do, great, no problem. So you try to educate them. You've turned up, you've played cocktails, 
beforehand. This asset they've paid you to do that. You might have to do announcing as well for obviously the bride and groom and grand entrance. Then you've got a first dance, mother and daughter. Any games you may well play as well. Then you're playing your music. You might have to also go between a band. Do they sound similar? No, but what I'm saying is, and I'm not saying they're similar, but a mobile DJ will, some mobile DJs will do weddings. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. That's I what mean, I'm getting at. So the transition from mobile DJ to wedding DJ dramatic for for some mobile djs i would say that um the job is completely different um, it's totally different rocking up and doing an 18th birthday is not like doing someone's well, big day is it let's, let's be honest if somebody if somebody if somebody said that okay if you are a mobile dj then you're more likely to do 18th parties anniversaries that kind of thing that's where that's where your your market is um nowadays a mobile dj would more or less unlikely to actually class themselves that if they are a wedding specialist so you class yourself as yeah, a wedding anyway, dj if that's that's the difference in it between being charging two for and five grand some of them are mega expensive mm-hmm. yeah to be in a 500 pound a night 18th to 80th birthday party DJ. So I, I'll, I'll give i'll give i'll give a i'll give a scenario then so can a dj I would say there'll be areas that you're probably more um, experienced than others and you'll be more ad- adapted to. But could a DJ do the following? Do a bar, do a club, do a funeral, do a 18th, 21st wedding um, and karaoke as well and hold a residency down at a bar. Could the same DJ fairly competently do that? No, I don't think so. Cheers. Thank you very much. I'm out of here. <laughs> I knew where he was going with it. So I thought, oh, I can't. I, I, no. I got an opportunity. But, but I, I'll be honest with you. It depends. It depends. Depends, where on the, depends on the individual, I would say. I didn't start um, doing birthday parties and stuff. I started doing, when I learned to mix, I started doing bars and then I've done clubs. So for me to go from doing that to DJing at someone's 18th birthday party, it just wouldn't work for me. Uh, I think main thing um, for me, I don't have the variety of music. I've got dance music, club music. I think it's worth pointing out as well that it's not always about the DJ. And if you're if you're currently booking or looking for a DJ for an event that you have, I think you've got a sense of responsibility for yourself as well to actually find out about these people because there are people that probably wouldn't hesitate to call themselves a, a wedding DJ or an event DJ. Yeah, wedding DJ, 100 quid, 100 quid. Okay, you back me down, 80 quid, 80 quid. You, you got me. But let's not lie. There are yeah. people out there that, like Sam said, that will do that because we we know that, you know, you get undercut all the time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that, that's the industry that we're in. You know, um, everyone is very much out for themselves. But, I mean, how many times have you seen on, on the DJ groups on Facebook someone going, oh, how, how much would you charge for... A, a two-hour show. How much would you charge for a, a seven-hour wedding? And like, I read the comments on them, and some people are like, "Are you serious? You're obviously not the type of DJ you say you are to be asking them questions." If I, I know what I would charge for my services because I've got self-awareness, you guys would be the same. But people are very misled about their abilities sometimes. The, I would I would say in terms of the maturity of of the market, in terms of okay, your superstar DJs they will learn 
mega books because they're popular. They're the book to, to go to. Can't, I can't imagine Tiesto popping down and going, I'll do your wedding for you, son. It'd be 80 yeah. grand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Oh, that's just cheap, though, isn't it? Um, <laughs> the, um, there are DJs out there that will, will, will do, put their hand on with any, any event because they want to, want to be working either for money or just because they love it and think, well, if book me and I'll do a half decent job and somebody that, that probably won't do a half decent job. Um, but yeah, you, you have to vet your clients and the market in America is vastly different than it is here in the UK. The appreciation in the wedding and mobile um, sector for massive, for what they do, they they get paid very well compared to what happens here in the UK. Um, you get paid you know fifteen hundred dollars plus up to four thousand dollars for kind of a regular what we call you know cheesy DJ, and yet over here it's a couple hundred quid. That is the the, the difference, massive difference. I think the DJs take themselves more seriously in in the states as well um yes you got obviously the kids that'll turn up with their uh, I'm, I'm a christmas dj I, I can stream to the world and then obviously do a rocker party as well yeah um with it with their controller um that that do an injustice and therefore a lot of that has happened probably in the uk over the years and therefore it gives you well why should i pay you this stupid amount of money when all you're going to do is this, this, and this, and that's not the half of what we do anyway. Um, but yeah, if so, well, some start, you know, kids going to come along. I'm, I'll tell you, <laughs> I went to a, it's an 18th, yeah, a 21st, a 21st birthday party in a golf club, quite exclusive golf club as well. I must, I must say, the DJ thought he was God's gift to DJing. Oh, he weren't, yes. Hang on, he won about six foot one, balled in. No, he's no way. One is six foot one, man. Yeah, I think he's about six foot one. Six foot. No way is he six foot one. It might be six foot then. I mean, I mean, I can put this way. For my height, he's just bigger than me. Well, it's six foot, six foot one. You did something. Like you were only five foot three. So. Six, five foot six, mate. Yeah, my father was three inches away from him. Tim, kill him. My father was five three, um, a five three, but fifteen feet either in any other direction. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yes, the um, he he was trying to mix. Let's say that he was trying to mix. Um, and normally it's me going, oh, I'll be quite quiet, and Tim says. Oh, you're looking at the DJ, blah, blah, blah. And, and this is like, yeah, okay, of course, of course you're going to. Gonna, no matter um, where you go, another <laughs> DJ will look at another DJ. Yeah, you will. Um, but, you, you know, sometimes you, you, if you're impressed, you'll keep your mouth shut. <laughs> like, Nobody needs to know how good this DJ is. Um, if they are not that great, then you might be a bit more, um, have more but You're going to voice your opinion, aren't you? Well, yeah, I might have a little bit more humility about you thinking it's, it's, it's boosting my ego a little bit here. You know what I mean? <laughs> But when they're absolutely awful, and then people who would never comment on it around, but knew that you, I DJed, and go and just look at me and go, "What are you thinking?" And I'm going, "Well, if you notice, it's got to be bad, really bad." Yeah. And it was. <laughs> we went to McDonald's afterwards, and he walked in, and my wife was bigging him up, take widening him up basically. Yeah, I would have. I would have. When he walked in, I would have gone clippity clop, clippity clop, clippity clop. <laughs> the thing is, I got embarrassed because she went. My husband will teach you how to DJ. 
<laughs> I do think it's just a bit of banter, but like, no, she meant it. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, give, give. I don't want to. He's had a good night from his point of view. It was awful on the effects. He had this, like, he had a bass boost. I've never seen anyone do that. He boosted the bass every now and then. You must have had a, a, a well, you, you have your bass boost on like your ghetto blasters. <laughs> he must have had all yeah, of that. He, I used to have one on my, um, on my stereo cassette Walkman. Yeah. And he was, he was playing it because all of a sudden like, you'd press it and that was it. It was like, boom. Yeah, well, there's, there's, there's this extra wall of rumble. And the thing is that equipment was his equipment that had been bought for him, but it was permanently based there because obviously he was the resident, you know, the golfer's re- resident. So he got the gig and I'm thinking, how many other nights has he ruined? How many <laughs> other nights? <laughs> Somebody tell him. But the thing is, the management, the staff must be thinking, well, he's all right. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> not a chance. But, and, well, and that's what you would, and obviously, that, that's a wedding. Um, he would, he would party DJ, party a, DJ. Yeah, yeah but... It would, it would be there would be weddings at yeah, that, because at that of venue. Course. Yeah, so um, again, so he would be a wedding DJ, stroke, stroke mobile DJ, birthday party if, DJ. If he if he was not professional to, DJ, if yeah, you like, if he was not trying to mix, his music could have been all right. There's nothing wrong with <laughs> what he played at all. Take the, just take the key element out of out of DJ, but mate. If, if you did a wed- if you did a wedding DJ, you don't have to mix a track all night. You can just crossfade between between the two. Oh, you most, just, most, yeah. most, most do, but he because it was a party twenty first. He thought he'd show off his, his skills, which you would. I think it was great. I got a chance. Yeah, only to, if you got them. I mean, I've I've been. Yeah, I've, I mean, I've, I've been I've been to weddings before today, and I've ended up playing trance and doing two hours of a dance set, and I absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it. However, not every wedding's like that, is it? So he well, thought my wedding would have been like that if you bothered to turn up. Yeah, that's bad. No, no, it'd, it'd be, <laughs> that's bad it'd be friendship, mate. That is. Um, I don't. Okay, so we've talked about the different types of 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 DJs. Um, do you, rightly or wrongly, do do either of you two? I'll put this question to yourself, obviously as well. Um, rate the qualities of certain types of DJs above others. Yes, to a degree. I yeah. don't think it probably, probably right. Yeah, that that that's where it's at. It's, it's probably not, but I think I would I would I would say before we go into this, I would say it's, it's human bias, isn't it? Right. Okay. So you've got let's take us three. Yeah, we're as good as the next DJ. Good, the bad, that's good, up. bad, and the ugly. Yeah, he no evil, see no evil, speak no evil. The three amigos. <laughs> right. <laughs> We was good as we, we we can go in to to any venue and mix seamlessly, yeah. We know that. Ish. Yeah. Sometimes. Mm. Depends if you've been out on the uh in it night four. Um but if you put us up against three famous DJs, we would get our asses kicked. Not always. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's it. Right, hang on. I, I don't agree no, there. Let me finish. Let me finish. Right. Because what people see is a face and a name. If you got my name on a flyer and then next door you've got Carl Cox, where are you going to go? Okay, but then... Because people, people, 
know who Cole Cox is. He's been there. He's been through the, the run of the mill. He's, he's done. He's done. Okay. The, well, okay. okay uh, yeah. That's that fine. I, I get that, and I understand that. But then let's say it wasn't a flyer. Let's say we had five hundred people, two rooms. Yeah, completely non-biased. So there's no names or anything like that. You two are just Carl's next door mixing. You're in here mixing. You you might find that there's actually a bigger number in your room than you might expect. I'm not saying you're that sign him. It was. I'd be going in there and going. <laughs> you know what I mean? You'd have but, to run back. You'd have to run back pretty quick, mate, because your next mix is due. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be a big it wouldn't be a big celebration no but it'd be, it'd be, it'd be a triumph for the little DJ <laughs> oh hang on <laughs> if it wasn't advertised as a Cole Cox night or a DJ Envy night and you were just going <laughs> yeah and you've just got the basis of two people are mixing playing music there's nothing to say that you wouldn't you couldn't do what you said originally and go into a place and now sell someone else and it, it just goes to show how important it actually is for DJs, no matter what kind of type they are, if they want to progress and want to be known, to work on their brand and, and their name and their image, you know. Um, and that's then an aspect of, of DJing of this industry that suddenly covers every type of DJ with one blanket and they yeah. need to work on their brand. Every, um, every person's an individual, aren't they? So... If, you, if you're looking at DJs are no different, there's going to be people who are intimidated, people who haven't got confidence, people who are overconfident, people who have skills. Tiesto playing um, Scatman. Yeah, that was that was, that was was probably the most shocking thing I've seen Tiesto do. I mean... I'll, I'll, I'll probably link it in the... Link it, in, link it down below, just yeah. so uh, people can, uh, can see it. So there's, you know, we're, we all are going to be brought back down to earth very very quickly even a equipment failure can look make you look an idiot you can't count it you know a, a song goes wrong or power goes out of, of a machine or it just glitches or anything happened and you go it wasn't me i know it wasn't me we go and everyone's gonna go yeah it was we know it was <laughs> it was totally you but um if i would say that if you there's there's, there's no reason to say that your skill level once you hit a certain level of experience would mean that you couldn't hold your own against somebody skill wise. I mean, there's going to be people out there that could, you know, DMC turntablists that can uh, run rings around Jazzy, you, but Jazzy, Jeff, and all them sort of people doesn't, doesn't mean they will not throw down five or six tracks that you would put down. They will put down different ones and you could rock, rock that, you know, 20 minutes better, better than them. Um, you know, also the, They've got, like Sam says, they've got a name, they've got a brand. That's the only difference between them. Um, so if you've got the, the skill level, which obviously has to be to a certain degree, and you've got the experience and confidence, there's overall, there's not, you can throw a blanket over a, a lot of DJs, can't you? Literally, you can. So what makes them different is that they've got tracks in the charts or they come from the producing side. You know, we used another type of DJ, you know, DJ producer. Yeah, it's the, the hybrid. Um, you know, people like Avicii were, were taught how to DJ after he'd made a load of records. Mm. He was never never world, never world-class DJ, and his, his DJ skills are probably enough to rock a party with his tunes. That They're going to play the tunes that are absolute bangers. You just mix them nice and easy. You're not doing six or eight or ten di- 
deck mixers, aren't you? Not call Cox for skill levels and all that. You know what I mean? You're not. It's you're not, not I, think it's, uh, I think it's worth it as well. You say that it's just about Avicii. Uh, he was actually never comfortable DJing to a crowd, despite him doing it and having you know doing massive shows and festivals and whatnot. He was actually never comfortable doing it. The thing is, you probably enjoyed it in the moment, but a lot of people can't deal with the nerves pressure beforehand, and then obviously then, yeah. then, they, then they come down afterwards. You think I don't want to go through that again. The actual experience is probably not as bad as the anticipation of how bad it is. Mm. For me, yeah, you get little nerves when you play out, um, but I love all that. I think that's great because you you just you soak all that up and you use that. But that, that, that's what you play for, isn't it? That's, as an athlete, you train for your race day. Olympics have just started here. And obviously, I'm not a, a winter person. I hate, I really hate the winter. But I can appreciate what those athletes have gone through, the determination, the training, and everything like that, to get their day, excuse the pun, in the sun, to get their 15 minutes. Some people are obviously are legends in their own sports. Everyone is different. But I can appreciate what a DJ's gone through, what an athlete's gone through. Somebody else, I've, I've, you've been through it yourself. You've been through the mill. So I was never a great, the greatest DJ. I'm not going to be the absolute worst DJ. I'm, I'm okay. Matter of opinion, mate. Well, no, but the thing is that it's for other people, isn't it? It is other people make their minds up of how good I am. Mm. I can't make up how good I am as an athlete. It was easier. I could pay myself on time and head to heads in a direct competition. If you get across the line in front of me, you're better than me on that day. It's easy win. You know, it's it's clear, isn't it? We're not talking, we're talking stuff that's more subjective. And just because they like the music, you might have been skill-wise worse in your room than Carl Cox, but you played the bangers, you get the crowd. Yeah. Carl Cox yeah. could be absolutely tricking his ass off. <laughs> and he got no one because they can never heard this before. And he's taken out 20 seconds of that track and it's gone. Let's be honest, though. It doesn't matter what Carl Cox played, people love it. Well, again, obviously, it's the name. It's, it, <coughs> with any, with, excuse me, with any... With any person that you you know who they are, you have an expectation. You know in advance what you're getting. Yeah, you do. Mm. Or you have an expectation of, of what you're going to get. Yeah, it's, there's, there's, there's less un, unknown. It's going to be this level or better. You know what I mean? Well, we go, you go back to the, the, the Tiesto thing. Everyone thought they were, knew what they were going to get that night. And then no, what they, they, what they no, ended they up with, <laughs> what they ended up with was not what they paid for. Going back to what Sam was saying before is that I think, and it, it leads on from what we spoke to last week, is if you can diversify in the types of DJing you do, as well as the genres you do, <coughs> the types of DJing events, you're not going to, at a funeral, you are not going to be playing the bangers, are you? That's for sure. You know what I mean? You're not going to get people on the dance floor. You're I mean, playing. It depends what type of bangers you're playing, doesn't it? Yeah, nine inch really nails. Does. Nine inch nails is like is we banged into the <laughs> coffin. You know what I mean? Um, but no, you you if you do a variety of different types. Pete Tong was a mobile DJ. He was a, a soul DJ, and he basically was it was mobile, and then he got a residency, and he's playing soul, and I think it's funk as well, <coughs> and then also soul and northern, but it's definitely soul music. And then obviously gone into obviously more dance stuff. The house came along, and that's where he where he went. But the experience he got as a youngster will stand him in good stead as he's gone all the way through. And it'll build upon that and build upon the experiences and the different things that he did. 
and obviously became an A&R man as well. And obviously, you know, had his own record label, which again helps him make his records and be out there as a, as a you know, an ambassador for, for what, we, what we do as DJ and dance music. But you've got to start somewhere and you built upon the experience that you get. You, you don't, you don't start at the top. You don't. Like Ricky said, yeah. half Jake says, you do not start at the top. You get your control and you, you are the best in the world three days later. <laughs> It it doesn't doesn't happen. You have to go out and yes, you could you could probably the easiest probably thing in the world to do is to mix and to stream to no one. I, I tell you what, the other thing I think is important for what kind of DJ you are is what kind of equipment you have. Mm, I, no, I, 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 I do because you can have someone who's got loads of money, loads of money, money's not an object, and go out and buy the best kit. You never DJed in your life. Just because you've got the best kit doesn't make you the best DJ. No. Okay, so then um, by that same token then, if that's how you feel, which I'm not saying is wrong, I'm not saying it's right, but so that's how you feel about that. So when James Hype um, done a stream on a DDJ 400. No, but that's the equipment he used. So that's the only level he can play at then. Okay, I, I would I would say it. I'd say if you didn't know it was him, because you know it's James Hype, then you expect him to basically rock it and break it and snap it and throw it to ten thousand pieces and it still works and, and he's he's doing twenty thousand mixes. You know, you expect he's going to outplay that equipment, right? That's 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 what you expect. If you did not know who he was, and he absolutely tore it to bits, or didn't i didn't see the stream but i know it's like it was like professional dj djs on a ddj 400 i think was, was, yeah, was the yeah. title i didn't say it was james hype only in the description below on, on youtube but if you don't know who he is <clears throat> or what he's capable of doing on the very best equipment in the world then you'd have no expectation you sit there and watch it and go well show me what you can do then but no but that's my point my point was i think sam misunderstood just because you got the best equipment in the world doesn't make you the best DJ just because you haven't got the best equipment doesn't make you the worst DJ. And you oh. kind of just backed up what I said, but I think you misunderstood. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I thought you meant what Sam thought you meant. It's the other way around. The equipment actually has nothing to do with your ability to, and to that's what, it, that's what I'm getting at. So just cause you've got the best, you know, you've got a set of three thousands, you've got a V 10 in the middle. Do you know what I mean? Like that ain't going to make you a better DJ. No, at all. Um, um excuse me um again, not, if, a, not, not if you're, uh, and, and, and you're is, at that, that level a top level yes that will make you a better dj because you know how to use the equipment what, what i would say is that one in re, in real in real terms in the real world people are not going to learn on that equipment because it's too, no, no, I've just, too, i was just putting an example no, out well, there. equipment doesn't if, mean oh, well i would i was i would, I would I'll, let's, let's let's reverse back or rewind back, I should say. So just because you haven't got access to that equipment doesn't mean you can't upgrade over a period of time and gain the skill level. Like, However, if you are a superstar DJ because you're a Vici and you've got tracks, load of tracks in the charts, you can't go out and rock a 400 because that's where your skill level is. Here we go. 400, sync. Let's, let's rock the uh, let's rock, rock tomorrow's world. Yeah, I ain't going to happen, is it? No, it doesn't because he says, this is right, okay. He's going to have to learn on the very best equipment. So he hasn't gone through that process. He's been fast-tracked in essence. Yeah. Or he's done it himself or got somebody to teach him and stuff like that. So he's not going to learn 
the best of getting anything out of equipment. It's just right. Okay. It is literally, literally like if you go to somewhere and you're not used to certain piece of equipment, and that could be equipment more far superior or even inferior than what you've got. What do you do as a DJ? You don't go, right, I'm going to do every trick under the earth. I'm going to do my normal routine. No, you do the bare basics, don't you? And then you may, you may throw a few things in. One feel your way. Of course, you feel your way through and says, oh, that's what that can do. And this is what this to do. And oh, I can't do that. So that's not going to sound very good because I'm used to doing it with three buttons. And, and so that's the reality of the equipment will, will be limited in certain circumstances. And it'll be such a, a chasm away from where your ability is, is that it's, it's a total, total waste. So you, you could, <coughs> so if you've got, for instance, you've got your mobile DJs, they're not going to have, you know, your 3000s or your Nexus 2 kit or your Dell and SD 6000s, because all they need to do is go from one track to the next. And I think... Controller is, is more than good enough for, for a, a mobile DJ nowadays. It's why probably most convenient, isn't it? Yeah. Why, why would you want to go and take a pair of speakers, an amplifier, two turntables, all your vinyl, and a, and a big mixer? You don't. You take a controller that you throw under your arm, you take your laptop, and it's and that's, that's it. And, a, and it may be a hard drive. And then your PA is basically powered, speakers, powered speakers that are actually smaller than what they were, like what before were many years ago and more powerful and a couple of tripods had three, three i mean this is rudimental because it's not every digital like it, because a lot of them obviously put a lot of time and effort into it throw through through a few lights which is again something we've really never really covered in terms no. of the mobile and stuff is obviously it's another whole world again in terms of lighting and presentation <coughs> excuse me and then you got yourself a, a setup but they will not care whatsoever whether you've got a 400 controller which will do the job in a mobile setup. But well, you got a, you know, an X. Okay. You know, but it's way, it, it, if you did it the way around, if you've got three thousands for your local pub and a, and a 200 for your, for your club, you, you might get a few people complaining. Yeah, maybe. Right. So we have got, we always go off topic, don't we? So the question was, can, or is it is it um I'm not advisory, but is is it a be, is it a benefit to actually go out and say right okay to be a better club DJ if you've worked bars if you worked parties if you worked weddings does that make can that make can that make you a a, a better the DJ that you want to be so I, I think if you've done bars it'll make you a better club DJ yes because okay. you've got you've got built that experience. Okay, let, let, let's let's reverse it around then. So you class yourself as a, as a club and bar DJ. Does that yeah. make you? Does that make you a good mobile DJ? That would make me shit. Does a so a good mobile DJ can they make a good bar and club DJ? Maybe. Well, it's more advantage going up. Let's say yeah. up the scale. It's not up the scale. That, that's, but that's why I said maybe way. because that depends on the person. Yeah, of course, of course what, it does. What would make me a bad mobile DJ is my music, the, the style of music that I like to play or that i would play mm -hmm. i would you won't you won't catch me playing r and b you won't catch me playing charty stuff like proper charty stuff yeah or like 2000s pop or something like that yeah yeah like some muppet tried to get me to play um last week um yeah you didn't even yeah, play you, it, but yeah. i've done yeah, my best you can't get 2000s pop anywhere <laughs> He just <laughs> well, the thing is, it comes down to we're talking about basically assuming that all DJs are the same. You're a blank canvas, and you say, Right, first job that comes along, I will 
I'll do that, and that's what I class myself as, and I'll do that, and class myself as that. Let, let's be honest. A lot of DJs go into the, the club scene. That's what they want to do. They go into the club scene. Some DJs are, are realistic that they, I'm, I'm, I might get there, but I've got a mate who's got a bar and I can do some of that first and get the experience there, which will help me there. That's a good idea. And at least I'm learning in between. I'm applying my trade, my apprenticeship, whatever you want to call it. Some people is like, I don't want to do that. I have no inkling whatsoever. I'm a kids DJ, karaoke DJ. Don't mix. Don't want to mix. Never have the inkling to do it. Go out, enjoy myself. I've and maybe it's a couple of quid in the, in the process. It's not a main income for them. Or it might be a main income for them and they've got an agency, several DJs working underneath them, and they're just quite happy just going out and just doing the, one gig every so often. But I can't, I can't think of anything worse than DJing to a room of people that want every type of genre that, that, that there is. Like I can't think of anything worse, anything more frustrating and irritating and just... It just right. gave me a migraine. You started off as a mobile DJ. I never done that. Yeah, so if well, I'd have done that, I would have had, you know, all that music. Yeah, I but again, I'm, I'm, there's, there's some stuff I'm playing that I would I start not listen to. I mean, I'll probably, but so the reality is, is that if, if it was on in a bar, you got no much choice. If it's on the radio, it's very easy to hit like You just turn it off, didn't you? I'll, <laughs> I bet find, you, I'll, I'll bet find you when, dance music. I bet you when we're all done on, a, you know, for the week, I bet you T sitting there going, you know, got Elvis on, got a cigar. <laughs> pretty jazz you know be cool it's like, time time to chill back now isn't it but the <laughs> the um you're always going to gravitate to what to what you like doesn't mean it's for me i have a broad spectrum of what i will you know gladly play there's not yes, a lot no. i wouldn't i wouldn't play but, but i mean it's not <laughs> what what do i want to play well that's quite quite narrow it's just what i want to focus on um yeah, but I, I, I won't, and this might sound a bit anal, but I ain't going to go. You won't compromise. You'll I will compromise. Com- compromise less than me. Yeah, I won't, I won't play. What was that track you played at that venue? Yeah, it was Cotton Eye Joe, but it was a wicked mix. It was. Right. It was a rave mix. Did, yeah, it go yeah. down, did it go down well? Did I play oh, to the crowd? Yes, I did. Would I, would, I, would I want to play that if I was, if I was in Fabric or Ministry hey, of Town? I dropped some... I... Good job, good job. Nothing. Cut out. You cut out when you tried to swear. I dropped some bangers. We didn't hear any of that. I dropped some bangers. No, before, when you start swearing. <laughs> just, oh, we, got, we got an F and then nothing after that. Right, that's all right then. So I dro- you know, you're dropping bangers and, and you get nothing. And like, he comes in and drops Cotton Eye Joe and it all going nuts. Yeah, because we worked out and sussed out the crowd. And therefore, I says, well, I know with my experience that I could be more in tune with that crowd. If I was coming from a, 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 a club bar environment, I says, you're not going to have the perhaps the experience to say, well, I've got to go a bit dirtier, a bit cheesier, a bit more poppy. Well, I'm not prepared to do that. Okay, you're not prepared to do that. But when we played that, that night out, there was one of us that was prepared to do that. And, and source enough stuff that it was had some, I say some, I don't know how much, some level of credibility in what was played. No, there was no credibility in that, sorry. <laughs> yeah, you, you, oh, you, oh you, no, there was, there was, there was. the Macarena as well. I played Macarena, but okay, so it's Half Jake. Half Jake's played the Macarena. Yeah, I played it on, I played it on the radio for a laugh, 
You wouldn't catch me playing it in a club. Okay. Well, let's let's talk. I'd about be walking that. out of my towel between my legs with big red cheeks going, "Oh my god, okay. what have I done?" Right. Well, this this is this is the ace card. This is what I've been waiting for since uh, since June, July, <laughs> July. So we're talking about stuff you will not play. You banned me, pretty much, for playing a Fat Boy Slim track, a yes. classic. No a remix. No, it's on not right. Let's 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 get this straight. It's not the track. It's the idiot in the middle of it. No, okay. Well, on, on a serious note, though, you got a song that's basically overall has got more credibility in the club environment than Cotton Eye Joe on the remix that I played. But you do you personally take the fence that you can't play that? That's rubbish. That's even worse. It's like it's personal taste, isn't it? It's what whatever. Yeah. But let's be honest. I mean, there's nothing wrong with Fat Boy Slim. Sam, because if we get it done for copyright, it comes over. (laughs) No, he's muted himself. All right. Yeah, I mean, it does come down to personal choice. Personally, I think if you're in a club, and this is is what baffles me about clubs today, not all clubs, but some of the clubs that we've visited, um, they don't want club music. That's not what they want. No, they not want, a lot of it. Not, not, not they want it is. Well, okay. I've, <coughs> excuse me. I would, I would say that I would. In, in, in the, the way I look at it, is a a club DJ is a completely different um, job description than it is from a mobile DJ or a kids party DJ or, or whatever. And obviously, there's in pay, not necessarily the work you'd actually do, or how skilled you'd have to be, but in pay. There's obviously a scale, isn't there? There's, oh, yeah, there's, there's but a, mobile DJ, a mobile DJ is here and your club DJs are sort of there. They get paid a lot more for a shorter period of time. Exactly. So especially you're, you're the best of the of the best or yeah. the, more, the highest paid. Yeah, you're um, higher paid DJs, definitely. Again, has no no bearing over your skill level or the job or the hours you work, like you just right. said. But there is a, is a pay. And if and those few that get that, you probably get more working mobile DJs, better paid, then you will do majority of resident DJs and clubs. Yeah, because you'll do you'll do you'll do three hours and you'll probably yeah. only get well. And the average pay is what two quid. two two and a half hundred quid for for a night of DJing in a club, and you can earn three hundred quid, five hundred quid, eight hundred pound, thousand pound for for a wedding or high yeah, party. Or again, it comes down to personal preference. I'd rather earn less money and do what I love doing than playing a load of cheesy crap. Yeah, again, just just because. Okay, you say okay just because it's a wedding, then <coughs> does you have does it mean it's every wedding is going to be a typical? No, because I got I would have if I'd been playing in a in a club that night, I would have not have been playing Naughty's trance for an hour or or, or absolute Naughty's no, Naughty's Naughty's bangers, and I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Was it the most up to date stuff at the time? No, of course it's not. Not 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 a chance. However, it's better than playing. Cotton Eye Joe on the original. Let's be yeah. honest. Or Macarena. You're your yeah. Cotton Eye Joe fan. Or I can or, imagine with his straw rat and his bit of straw giving it all that. I mean, you're looking at you're looking at it from, from that point of view. <laughs> I get the do. people that are not watching and listening. That was me dancing with a straw hat and a bit of straw yeah. out my mouth. I mean, come on, I, I get do, and you go oops upside the head. You know what? We've all done stupid stuff to that when we've been drunk enough or enough chemicals in our body. <laughs> you, you, you make something. Come on, come on, up you come. 
Yeah. What's the one where they all sit on the floor and they give you all that? Oops upside your head. I can't know the name of the track. I just know it's oops upside your head. Oh. Yeah, it's, uh, I, don't, I don't know. You know, you know the one I mean. They all get on the floor like the running yeah, the and boats. Yeah, like yeah, that as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you know, yeah, that's... Gangnam Style or uh... Oh God, please! <laughs> I hate that song. Oh, <laughs> uh, you, you, I'm yeah, gonna go to bed with a bloody microphone. The thing is, I, I, what, you know what I'm like. Yeah, I know. But the, you, the, the devil in me says, if I'm gonna play this. You're going to crisscross yourself all over to Australia, mate, because I'm looping it <laughs> until everyone goes, we've had enough of this. And they I keep think, on going. I think T was born of a bit of a bit of Stilton. That's what he was born of. He was born of Stilton. In, in summary, um, diversification or taking different, different um, roles as a DJ, obviously, my personal opinion, it can help. Doesn't necessarily make you any any better. Any or one any thing, you, it's whatever you aspire to be. I mean, put it this way: I never put any, I never put as much time and effort in to my set. I would have all the t- songs and I would play them, and I'd go a little group of three or four for that, a little group for that, and different genres of that. I would never spend hours and hours of searching, hours of putting everything through a process of mixing key, platinum notes, record box, all that kind of stuff to play an hour. I put four hours into play an hour. I've never done that for a mobile. You would never do it. You just download a load of tunes and off you go. Yeah. yeah. I've never, I've, I've done one kid's party. I've done my mate's 18th birthday party. And I've done a party for Wongy. That's but, they're the only parties I've ever done. I've but, always done bars and clubs. But it's, it's where you put the emphasis, where you put your heart, isn't it? You know what I mean? I would I would always go do a party from the view of, all, oh, if I can bring it a little bit more clubby or a little bit more chartier and then do a bit more mixing, I would be like that. I'm trying to edge it, put me into the night. That's what that's what, that's what what I would do. But I'm not. I'm not any happier doing it when one or the other, but what I want to be is, you know, I would love to be on a festival with thousands of people in front of me mixing the music that I love. It's sometimes yeah, that's, that's, yeah. That yeah, but you good. can't mix Cotton Eye Joe and, no, no, and, I, I, I wouldn't, and the Venga Boys. No, what, what I'm saying is that you, <laughs> everything, think about it. Everything, I want to be your lover. Every, I want to get with your friend. Everything, everything, <laughs> everything, everything we've all experienced in life to this point has made us who we are. And yeah. may well have a bearing on what we what we become. So yeah. I, know, I, I may I may have done other certain gigs and then may take experience and put that in to help me to a degree. Says, so you know what? I may have to do this, this, or this. Or just I guess just a, a simple we did the DJ test, didn't we, in one of the podcasts. I want to do that again because I think we'd have different scores now. Because at one point, it's like it says, you know, equipment. Well, if you're mobile, you have to set up your own equipment. You have to get to know how to do your equipment. Simple yeah. as that. If, it, you're a, if you're a club DJ, you go in, you go, right, plug the controller in, microphone, done. You've been, let's be honest, not even, it depends where you play. Most clubs have, most proper clubs oh, yeah, go into USB will have their own equipment. You walk in with your USB, your headphones, bosh, off you go. Yeah. You know, you think like, well, how do you, how do you route? You know, how, how do you set up a stream? How do you route your equipment and your PA, set that up, and then get that onto your computer up onto the internet? So well, we it's know, just, it, it's, we know some people can't do that. No, no, some people can't, Mr. Saint. <laughs> no, but it's the truth, isn't it? When you first came to us, 
you struggled in terms of the setup yeah. because your, your father helped you. And you, you obviously you came to us to help you set up on the radio internet radio station to stream. Now you could do that more so much more easily going on nearly two years down the line, can't you? Yeah, I mean, that's, I said that to you guys a few weeks ago, I think, um, just on a regular phone call. And, you know, that again, that, that's where it comes into it. You know, you start off, I mean, we all started off at the bottom. Um, you know, I, I, I started off doing, I was one of the people that done live streams to three people on Facebook from now it's, fu- from now it's five room. now it's five <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah and I, I wasn't happy doing that but I also knew to get to where I wanted to be I would have to do it and it comes back to you know doing birthday parties and that like Envy you said yeah you've literally just done bars and clubs but I, I wasn't fortunate enough to do that I had to do things that I didn't want to do or not that I didn't want to do because at the end of the day it's playing music I can still like T said I can put my kind of stamp on things but it it wasn't the way I wanted it to be but I made that sacrifice in order to reach my further goal um so the, the difference is when you when you've started DJing and when I started and I ended up in bars and and, and clubs and stuff was because the way things were back then mm. there, there was a there weren't like there is now, uh, people are more aware of what's what with, with DJing, aren't they? Where back then it was like you had your mobile DJs, wedding DJs, and then you had your bars and clubs. That that was really it. Well, if, if I'll give you a kind of a, a plan that kind of goes in, in your head. It's, it's changed a little bit now because the people in front of us, the pioneers of our um, of what we do, DJing, there's a lot, a lot of them are still around. They're not actually retired. They are old i mean you got 50 and 60 year olds in a club still rocking it behind the decks so typically you'd be like okay it comes a point where that you know you might get to be a resident of a dj you've done you've done your mobiles your parties and that kind of stuff and then maybe some weddings or whatever you've done and then you, you if you go into the bars if that's what you want to do and this is kind of what i had in my mind so i've got some experience of doing this stuff maybe get some clubs there come a point where i'm too old to do clubs there come a point i cannot you know it just looks stupid for me to in a club it may well do now, come to you too. I know it would. However, I'll just take that away from you. Then it comes a point where you say, well, I still want to, de- I still want to DJ, but I don't want to, you know, it's like Formula One drivers that come to a peak and then they'll say, right, I can't do it anymore. I have to then, and I say go down the, the different levels, but you say, well, okay, I can still be a mobile DJ in my 70s. There's a lot of DJs out there in the 50s, 60s and 70s. Yeah, but I bet, you be, I bet you wouldn't be a mobile DJ at a kid's party in your 70s, would you? You, no, you probably wouldn't, but again, it, it's down to, down to the individual, isn't it? I mean, um, there's, certain oh, things, there's, there's, there's certain things that you say, well, I don't want to go, I don't, I don't want to do that again. Yeah, but it, for work. me, if I, if when I'm, I, I give up doing all the bars and clubs that we're doing and that, I, I would probably just do streaming. I would probably just be a radio DJ. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, radio DJs, you, you go on forever and ever in a day. I mean, you know, in the 70s, 80s, or, or what, what have you. I mean, into to broadcasting. And maybe that's maybe that's kind of thing you think you do is, well, okay, it's the next chapter of my career, isn't it? I mean, I went I went from an athlete. I knew I was never going to be an athlete all my life, even though you can compete when you're older. But you're, the level at which you're going to compete at, yeah, but when, not going to be when, as, when you're at your peak, you think you think you, it's never going to end. Oh, but in reality, we all but know it, it is. It, yeah, but you don't. You never admit to yourself. I remember when I was at my fittest and that, it was like, I, I couldn't be beaten. And then as I got that little bit older, things started, thing down, I started to lose a couple of fights and things like that. And then 
So, so I, I went into coaching. That's what I did. I went down the pub. Well, the thing is, it, <laughs> it was, it was, it was, it's, it's a kind of, where's the next step? So I can't, if you can't do the sport anymore or you can't be as competitive, you still could do the sport, but obviously you go into masters competitions or, or, or whatever, or you could, you could have done some exhibition fights. There's nothing stopping you doing that. You could have done. I told, you you what, done. I told you what happened, didn't I? Yeah, I know. I know. You just knock them out no matter what. But anyway, the point is, the point is, is basically that, that obviously there's a logical step to when you, I mean, obviously, but you still got DJs, you know, Pete Tong's in his 60s now. Carl Cox, obviously, is in his mid to late 50s. You've got Tiesto is, is pushing 50 now. Or he's, got yeah, he's, got, he's got to be, you know. Yeah. And David Getter is mid 50s. He's pushing 60 now. And he's still voted the world's biggest, best DJ. Again, again, for I would say, caveat, yeah, is that it's producing as well because obviously that that has comes into it because a public will vote for a producer that's not a DJ because Dead Mouse never classed himself as a DJ, but he gets put in the list and he's never DJed his life as far as he's concerned. Well, he triggers producer and, and performer. Yeah, he, he triggers not his a DJ. But okay, aside, what I'm saying is that you've got DJs that are still, and there are exceptions because a lot of these the the, the ones that are still there. Obviously, there's. 10 times it have fallen by the wayside. And there's people, you know, Brandon Block. When was the last time you've seen anything in the headline of Brandon Block? Last time I see Brandon Block was at a rain dance event and I was pickled. He's still, he's still, he's still DJ, but he's always more the um, revival stuff. You know what I mean? The, the yeah, the old, old, old school stuff. Old school. He was, I'm sure he'll do, you know, clubs around the country, but he's not as big as it. But he's still out there. He's still doing it. <laughs> so everyone kind of finds a, a, a level it's suitable for where they are in their stage of of life. Um, I would still like to be rocking it in the next 10 or 15 years in the club, but the reality is, is there come a point where it will just look and feel too silly, too, too old. And you begin like, oh, we're not bringing him, are you? We're not bringing him. We can't have him in. Who's <laughs> <laughs> to say that hasn't already happened? Yeah, I know it happens behind my back already. He's got to like, yeah. we'll, we'll, have to, we'll have to entertain him. <laughs> comes, down, come, comes down here with a silly haircut yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah maybe maybe that's the reason why I'll retire from, from clubs and, and bars is because like my hair will be so ridiculous I, they won't let me in with a hat anymore I'll have to get it cut oh god um, how bad is it it's flat today it's quite flat it's that on isn't it yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I think on a whole, I think, yeah, but doing different types of, of DJing from mobile to, to club can make you better. Well, um, has it made you better, Sam? Because you pretty much just said that, hasn't it? The experience you've got. Certain things you wouldn't go back and do. Yeah, you have done you know, them. I, I, I certainly I consider myself um, more knowledgeable for having them situations and their moments where I wouldn't necessarily go back to it because I wanted to do it, but I learned from it. Um, every, every situation in life, whether it's music related or not, um, it teaches teaches you something. It's just whether you can, you know, infer the knowledge from that and, and keep it with you for later in life. Well, there's, there's, a, there's a train of thought, isn't it, that if you keep on doing the same thing over and over and over, you say, well, okay, say, say you did a job, Exact same job for a year. You got years experience, but you're in 25 years time. You're still doing exactly the same job. Are you? Have you got 25 years more experience, or just 25 times the one level of experience that you've had before? 
that that would depend on who you're talking to. Well, exactly, because people say, oh, is, is, that, is that 25 years experience in the job? I said, well, that job you could do with your eyes closed after six months, and he's just repeated it for the, the next 50 months afterwards or 49 months afterwards, and he hasn't learned any skills. He hasn't progressed any better. In fact, he's probably worse at the job now than when he first started, because obviously skill second yeah, yeah, whatever but for me i want to still experience stuff so i still want to learn i still want to push myself to a point of being uncomfortable <laughs> it's not right it's not nice being uncomfortable but to learn and experience stuff there'll come a point when i don't want to experience something new anymore or it feels too uncomfortable or you know time passes you by a little bit so until then i want to experience i want 25 years worth of experience from where i am now going forward this if all you different. do that, mate, you'd be in your coffin 25 years from now. <laughs> Probably. But, and that would be some sense of achievement. A 95-year-old man oh, still DJing. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but that, that's, that's, that's what I want. I want to, to, to experience something different. So, yeah, if we, you know, I don't know, we get we get a residency, we have some some bars, we do, you know, do some festivals. And, you know what I mean? To me, a festival is, is, is one of the biggest things we can do as a DJ. You know whether you play yeah, somebody right. else, whether you play somebody else's, or you put one on yourself, and you you grow that festival up. Can imagine if can imagine this if we had a very successful festival as DJs and promoters and promoted that. How many other festivals would you think we'd actually DJ at around the world? Probably more. Of course you would, because you you, you all of a sudden you've you've come from nowhere. You're now known. Yeah, yeah you know, you're, 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 yeah. you're not going to be you know your, your headliner act, but you'll you'll, no, you'll but play you, the, you'll you'll you play the DJ tent and everything like that. That's the point you're going to say before as well is that the different experience you have is you have different jobs and roles, don't you? Yeah. So where, where do you learn? Where do you learn to do? De- who does your warm up for a mobile gig? No one. Do it yourself. So can you learn how to do a, a you know, warm a crowd up? Well, you have to warm a crowd up because there's no one else going to do it for you. No. Yeah. Can you play the bangers at the right time of night when they, they are now lubricated enough? Rather than playing all the bangers early doors, I think I've got to repeat them all again now. They didn't dance the first time. Yeah, it's not easy. So different jobs give you exposure to different experiences. And if you can take that experience, well, if I'll do that job, I don't want to do it. But, okay, there's money element and, and there's a reality of life, isn't there? You know what I mean? As well, mm-hmm. for a lot of people. But if that gives you some experience that you can say, well, that's a stepping stone in the right direction for me. Like we just said before, there's certain things we wouldn't do because think, well, I've done that. I'm not going to learn from that. Why would I, why would I want to do that? Unless it's for, for massive financial gain, why would you do that? That's it. Yeah. I think everything you do is a learning curve, isn't it? Well, even, if that, yeah. even if you've done it before, you can if still you, learn something new. Nothing's going to be exactly the same, but okay. I gave the obvious example of the job with sterile conditions and all that kind of stuff. But what my point is, if you've done something long enough, of the same thing, you come to a point where you hit a ceiling, isn't it? Yeah, you got to change. You got to do something different. Agreed. Definitely. I mean, we know a few DJs like that, don't we? Where they've, you know, plodded along. They've they've done the same thing for over a decade. Comfort zones. And they haven't moved out of that, and they're still doing the same thing now as they was ten. But 20. but, but it, are those are those typically are those people going to feel comfortable in the scenario they gave before that? You know, <coughs> somebody had to warm up for a superstar DJ. The superstar DJs nowadays were the warm-up DJs, the DJs before them. Yeah. It's, it's as simple as that. He eats everything. He says, I learned more as a warm-up DJ when I come out of basically playing my own events and basically all night just hitting it hard from the very get-go. 
yeah, to actually going and doing a proper structured night and warming up for these other DJs. He says, I learned so much more. And then obviously now he appreciates other DJs. You pass it back down and you stay humble. Some don't, but, you know, you, you try and stay humble as, as best possible. So when people go, where do you DJ? And then that's when you go, oh, I do bars, I do clubs. Yeah, because obviously a bit of an explanation, but I don't, I, I mean, sometimes it's like, you're almost like jumping down the throat. You're a DJ. Yeah, put me through this gig or, you know what I mean? And like, we didn't know. We, we were speaking to a, a bar owner. And- I'm going to start walking around with these and just standing them out. Oh, shit. In the street. Obviously not very well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a I'm a DJ. I'll just fire them up in the air and go, yeah, I'm a DJ. I'm a, I'm a DJ. I've got great skills on the decks, but ask me, ask me how to handle a piece of card. I'm hoping. <laughs> I'll take that as a compliment, T. Yeah, as good as you get from me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. You know what? I think we should have wrapped this up. So yeah. thank you for watching and listening to the Dance Body 247 podcast. Like, subscribe, hit the notification bell if you're on YouTube, like heart, or whatever needs to be done on whatever you listen on the podcast. And we'll see you next week. Oh, one more. Thank you very much indeed for our regular guest, Mr. Sam Saint and Mr. DJ Envy. I've been the DJT. Thank you. See you later. Bye-bye. See you later.